And welcome to the latest episode of the Harry Potter Lexicon Podcast. Uh, my name is Steve Vandark. I'm the editor-in-chief and creator of the Harry Potter Lexicon website. And I'm Nick Marlene, the tech wizard. And I can see you. Yeah, we're, we're actually sitting together in the same room for once, which is pretty cool. But Nick, uh, which episode number... Is this 23? Uh, shoot, I don't know. I know. <laughs> We're so excited, we forgot to even check, because we just we just got back from... Um, I think it's 22, uh, isn't is it? Is it? I, th- I think it's 23. But anyway, we'll figure that out. We'll, uh, maybe we can edit our voices in telling the correct number at some point. No, probably not. But um, <laughs> we just saw uh, Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them. Uh, yeah, Nick, you were right, Nick Captain, Oh, he's checking the... Uh, the oh, the Luxcon online. He's a good place. <laughs> um, but... Uh, we just got back. Uh, Nick is in town uh, on his way traveling through, and so we went to see it uh, tonight. Uh, my wife came along, and so the three of us just uh, saw the film and then talked the entire way home, and now it's like uh, 11 o'clock at night, and uh, we're just going to just throw our, all, all of our wild ideas and, I don't know, everything at you. We're just, there's so much, so much to think about here yeah this is our uh, probably our, our least organized podcast because <laughs> yeah we're never all that organized but yeah hey we usually so, have an outline we do have an outline yeah we have an outline the outline being the the movie well okay let's make a deal uh beginning what do we say first we'll, we'll, we'll be spoiler free for a little while we'll check where that where that ends time wise and then okay. we'll 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 you know, officially announce okay we're we're going spoilers so right spoiler free so do we do we talk about other Potter news first, or? Oh, is there other Potter news? <laughs> <laughs> hey, a movie came out. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I, well, I just I, I'm trying to think if there's anything else. I don't think there is. I think, I mean, I'm sure there probably is, but I mean, nothing that that immediately comes to mind. I saw something. Now, I don't know. I want to talk about the movie. Yeah, it's been driven the movie. <laughs> so, um, uh, we want to see the movie first. We, we, uh, Nick has had the screen, the screenplay on his Kindle for a couple of days and, uh, has, you know, not read it. I that just was got hard. It. Yeah. <laughs> but, but the idea for me, anyways, I wanted to see the film first because unlike the books where I want to read the book first, this one kind of was designed to be, uh, you know, visual. Mm-hmm. So that's kind of where I wanted to start. So, um, yeah. So and uh, well, okay. Spoiler free. <laughs> Liked it, didn't like it. Go. I really enjoyed it. Got an ice chuck on my throat. <laughs> oh, sorry. Well, you go choke on your ice. I really enjoyed it too. Uh, Mitzi really liked it. All all of us really liked it very much. I would like to see it again right now because there's so much. Yeah, can we go back? Yeah. <laughs> well, but there's so much. You know, the overall story is relatively simple, right. um, but the the. The detail, the, uh, I mean, just like, like you and I were just talking, we were just looking at the screenplay and what's at the very beginning, beginning of this beginning of the screenplay. And you said, Oh, I don't, they didn't do that in the film. And they actually did, but there's just so much. You just load your brain with, with so much. It's kind of like, I guess in a way, like when you read one of the novels for the first time, there's a, there's a, um, you know, the first time through, you can't even take it all in, but. I, I loved it. I thought it was fantastic, so to speak. So, I I totally agree. Um, I I was I was really struck by the level of you know just little bitty details in there. Like, I, there were several points where he would go to you know somebody would ask like ask Newt what this creature was, and his responses were very you know. 
almost teacher-like in his responses, right? You know, as you would expect a uh, somebody who's cataloging these things to be, he actually takes, you know, takes ten seconds to explain what this creature is and what's so special about them, and yeah. those lo- and and there, it was just chocked full of little details that are that we're going to be um, typing like crazy into the lexicon. <laughs> well, yeah, and 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 I guess not surprisingly very much tied right in with the um with, with the with the original fantastic beast book i mean the the creatures pretty much there were only a few that i i didn't recognize from the book and i'll have to look and see if maybe there's just something i forgot but most of them yeah i recognized them right away i knew exactly what they were as soon as i saw them um so yeah that 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 whole scene there's one big extended scene where you kind of visit a whole lot of creatures and um so but I, let's not describe the scene no no i'm not going to but i'm just saying that <laughs> in that part i just felt like oh there's that and oh there's that and yeah you know so but the story was um again fairly simple it wasn't, wasn't complex but it was i felt like it was complex in the fact that the very simple story has so much complexity underneath it in terms of the larger story i mean it's gonna be five films so you could tell that we were getting set up for okay why don't we do a quick rapid fire the stuff that you know everybody reviews first and then we'll go into our stuff so okay uh so the stuff that you know and anybody who's reviewing a movie they'll start start cast what do you think oh perfect yeah perfect um, and i wasn't absolutely sure on um on uh uh, tina and queenie feeling like sisters Mm because they looked just in in publicity stills and, and previews, they just seem so different from each other, and they are. But I buy it. Just there's good, yeah, there's I totally good buy family it too. The chemistry. chemistry yeah. Great. yeah. Okay. Um, visual effects. Oh, stunning. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. The top, absolutely top notch. You just, it's the kind of thing where you honestly just believe it's all real. I you know. You know I mean, obviously, there was a ton of CG, and you know, people love <laughs> people love or hate <laughs> CG, and you know, it was just tons and tons and tons of it. But at the same time, I there were very few places where it seemed cartoony. Um, yeah, and and the few and some of the places where it seemed cartoony, it kind of felt like it was supposed to feel cartoony, just kind of yeah. as a as a as a yeah. comic relief. Well, um, I mean, the Niffler's kind of cartoony, but <laughs> yeah. I um, want a Niffler. <laughs> I want two. <laughs> there are more of the. I want an entire case full of creatures, actually. Yeah. <laughs> but I'm just curious, you know, if you go to go to the Wizarding World of Harry Potter now, if all these creatures are going to be available. Oh, in the I, 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 I'll tell you on Wednesday. No, you oh. going? Oh, that's right, you're going. Oh, yeah. Bring lots of money, my friend. <laughs> so I, I imagine when I go into uh, Zonko's, there will be uh, stuffed Nifflers. I, I, if there's not, then somebody was asleep in the marketing department. Don't they have? Okay, is that is that where they put the animals? Don't they have? Uh, they don't have a menagerie okay. shop. That's a shop it's not, where you go it's into. not Diagon Alley. No, it's Hogsmeade. Okay, because Diagon Alley would have magical menagerie, but right. Okay, sure. All right. Um, and you should know Zonko's and Honeydukes is one shop. No, it's not. <laughs> well, it is in the in the no, Wizarding World. No, no. Well, I mean, if you go to Disney Disney World, all those shops are one big long connected shop, right? You know, like on Main Street and things. But yeah, okay. Um, 
so, uh, so yeah, I, I imagine I will see those on the shelves. And so, uh, what about story? So this is where I, I I've seen a few reviews on YouTube and stuff like okay. that, and some people uh, some people mentioned that they could tell it was J.K. Rowling's first screenplay. Like there were places where a seasoned screenplay writer would have tightened up the story a bit to make a more co you know a a story that moves along thing they said there was a lot of problems with pacing and stuff like that i didn't really see that i mean i and i wouldn't blame jk rowling for it if that was the case because that's the editing of the film you right. know i mean they cut things out if they need to change the pacing i mean that's the script is basically well they were saying it was a story it was a story pacing type thing not so mm. much an editing pacing um i think maybe some of those and some i think a lot of those are from you know we come from a different perspective we mm -hmm. are we are we are book fans right we are fans of the books we are those people who kept every time a harry potter movie came out we were like it's not as good as the book it's not even the same mm -hmm. story right yeah yeah um so i think a lot of people because it felt like her writing yeah i would say you know, mm -hmm. like those, again, back to the little details, little things mm -hmm. that a normal writer wouldn't put into a screenplay, but she, but a normal writer wouldn't put them into a book. You know, that's right. That's she, true too. I mean, she did, she did pack a lot into those books. That's true. Yeah. So I, I think that, you know, to me, it felt, it was the most book-like experience I've ever had watching a movie. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's fair. And were you the one that said, or did Mitzi say that it seemed very American? She said that. Okay. I, I wasn't That's... so sure I agree with that. but uh... Well, the, I think it doesn't have, if you look at, I mean, in terms of the films, the, the Harry Potter films have a certain playful charm, at least until you get to, you know, six and seven and eight. Um, but there's this sort of, especially true, especially in the earlier films, but a little bit of whimsy, a little bit of that, which there was... But this one seemed harder. This one seemed less playful and more. So but if you, to contrast that, and to get, without going past our spoiler point, there were points where it had the whimsy. Hmm. There, and I, yeah, I'm sure you can think of the scene in question um, mm -hmm. where suddenly the whimsy starts coming out, and it's a, you know, a fairly lengthy segment. Mm -hmm. And it almost seemed like a purposeful contrast between sure. Newt's idea of the magical world and Makuza's idea of the magical that's world. A, that's a really good way to look at it, yeah. Right? Because there is a huge, huge difference, difference in that. I hadn't thought about that, but you're right. That's really If you think about it, there's actually four worldviews in this film. There is Newt's worldview. Right. There is Makusa's uh, worldview. Uh, there is, I mean, there is the uh, New Salemites worldview. Okay, sure. And then there is um, Jacob's worldview. Well, is. I was going to say, I, I, <laughs> I've, is it a spoiler at this point to say to uh, say Grindelwald? He's a no, no, not on oh. him. Is there a spoiler at this point to say Grindelwald's involved in the story? We've talked about it before. I think that. Um. Yeah, he could be. Yeah, it's yeah. a possibility that he's in there. You know, there's talk so the, of him so in the, there. Because there's actually an interesting little contrast in there between the three wizarding worldviews. Okay, sure. You know? Yeah, that's true. And and I guess 
that's the underlying logic of the story, I guess. And mm-hmm. I, I, I caught the two right from the beginning because of her whole history of Makuza and history of the of wizarding world in North America, which is on Pottermore. That gives you a lot of the the built in right that gives um, us um, Maku- tension of we, the story. And I must say, I mean, I think I would have gotten it, but mm-hmm. having read the history of magic in North America. Right first made mm-hmm. a big difference yeah, in the way i saw all the i don't think stuff. i don't think mitzi's read it mm-hmm. and she totally got it i mean it was totally yeah like, you, she, she, i mean like i said i think i would have got i think people who hadn't read that would have gotten it, but mm-hmm. reading that gives such a level of right. of detail to right. to these scenes you understand where you know pickery is coming from mm-hmm. right you know? exactly yeah it, but it, but it, it's not yeah, it 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 adds a lot of depth, but it certainly isn't necessary. It's not like it's not like the third movie, which left out all the backstory mm-hmm. and therefore left people who hadn't read the book completely baffled by you know, right. so it was yeah. a totally different situation. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, in this case, that that one scene in, in particular where we finally and it takes a while, but before we finally actually see Newt's worldview. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and the lighting changes and the music changes mm-hmm, and, mm-hmm. and that's where the whimsy comes out. It's true. When you see the way Newt looks at the wizarding world, mm-hmm. that's where that whimsy that was right. in, in the first few books is. That's where yeah, that... And that explains, I think, that, that gives, because you could, you could almost see it as like, is he so, is he so clueless that he doesn't realize that he's, you know, endangering the 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 wizarding world mm-hmm. at least as far as the, the in the u.s because of the way he's acting now in some way you can say well he's a tourist kind of thing he doesn't get it but it really isn't just that i mean i think really the reason that he's clueless because he is i guess is because his wizarding world view is so totally different from this dark scared uh worldview you know that that that's represented by makusa and by the New Salem people. So, interesting. So I think the story is excellent. Uh, I didn't have a problem with the pacing, but maybe just because you can just lay it, you know, just feed me more and more canon yeah, all the time, me. and I'm fine. You know, I could just give me another two hours of that, and I'm great. So H- Have we decided to consider the New York Ghost canon? I'll have to look at the script, script and yeah. see if it ever mentions the name of the paper. Because if it doesn't mention the name, then no. Hmm. Because that's okay, folks. You, it, and you know, we're going to be fighting this battle all along. What is not between the two of us necessarily, but just in general, what do we consider canon, what we don't? Because as I've, as I've said, if what we put in the lexicon, and I guess it's not really fair to say canon as if we're the arbiters of canon. What is the lexicon's version? What what are we going to put in the lexicon in our own personal definition of what we consider canon? I realize that that's not what everybody's position is, but we're going to have this discussion a lot of what exactly is that New York ghost, the name of the newspaper, is that title canon, or would we just have an entry that says New York newspaper, and then in the commentary, say, in the film, the the newspaper is called the New York ghost, you know, because that's the way we dance around that little subject. Yeah. (laughs) 
So what uh, I want to talk about, say one more thing before we move on to our spoiler thing. Let you have something else. No, I'm I'm good. All right, I'm itching to talk spoilers. Yeah, me too. But I wanted to say one thing, and I was thinking about it, and I I, I mentioned it in the car earlier today. Isn't it exciting that we now know that we have until what 2024 to anticipate new story again? Yeah. I remember all the time we were waiting for the next one and, and discussing theory. I can't wait to start discussing theory. Let's get right. the canon doing, out of the way yeah. so that we can start yeah. discussing I theories. Mean, this is, I, that's what we were doing all the way back. Yeah. We're riding back in my truck all the way back from the theater and talking theories and ideas. And, yeah. And, yeah. Um, and, and we will in a few minutes as soon as we say spoiler time. <laughs> yeah. But we're, 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 we've got that back, this feeling that we haven't had since, you know, right. since Deathly Hollows dropped. Yeah. Well, we've had little little glimpses of it. Yeah. You know, with, with Chris Child coming in, with the play, you know, uh, with, with things coming out about the film. Right. But now but that we diff- have this film. Yeah, now that now we have a starting we, point. We are, yeah, we're like, okay, what about this? What about this? What about this? We have a starting point. We have mm-hmm. a presumed ending point. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. And now we're just going to start filling in that gap in between. Mm-hmm. And, uh, and be, ha- be mostly wrong, just like we, <laughs> and occasionally right. Which occasionally right. Were, yes, you know? occasionally right. Yeah, but, I know that, that, uh, that, that, that I like to claim a few of our of our canon predictions coming true. Yeah. But how many of them didn't makes it all the much more fun, I think. Right. I, I it's it's definitely it's it's an exciting time to mm-hmm. be a Potter fan again. It is. Yeah. It's a, it's amazing. It's been almost 20 years. Has it really been that long? Well, it's, it's 1997 was the oh. was the publication of Philosopher's Stone. Well, I, I got in a little bit late. So right, I mean, but yeah, even but... so, I mean, I'm just talking in general. Harry Potter fandom started, really got gearing up you know, by about 1999. Right. That really, first first uh, parties, um, midnight parties were for Goblet of Fire in 2000. So, I mean, we are, we are almost to the 20-year anniversary of the publication of the first book. That's amazing. So, I mean, the, the, the lexicon's been in existence since, well, we've... we've I created originally in 1999. It actually went full blown public in 2000. So that's 17 years ago. Wow, you know? amazing! And and we thought it was all done, right? <laughs> right. Oh, that's what that the 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 staff all finished up what they were working on. We all bid each other a fond farewell and adieu, and disappeared. Disappeared. Went off to yeah. other things because that was going to be the end of any new canon. <laughs> then we got um, a whole, we got a whole. Another decade of stuff coming yeah, up here. Exactly, and and we've got you know you you were you know you were showing me the page on, on the lexicon earlier where you were t- you know putting in the 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 uh, spacers for the five films mm-hmm. and it's like okay we the next one's going to be mm-hmm. in twenty eighteen yeah. and then twenty twenty yeah, which presumes that the next one after that is twenty twenty two and then twenty twenty four that's, that's right. a long that's, time that's an awesomely long time <laughs> we've been we're going to keep talking yeah we're on we're on what episode twenty three what think what what do you think we'll be at when twenty twenty four when that comes a out thousand <laughs> yeah <laughs> I don't know if we can do that much but yeah it's amazing. I know podcasts that are on a thousand episodes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't imagine ours. I never imagined ours getting to that. But yeah. I didn't even know if we were going to get to twenty five, and we're getting there fast. So. Yeah. Okay, so we can talk spoilers. Yeah, I, I think that this is your spoiler warning. Spoiler warning. If you if you have not seen it yet, and really seriously, Go see if it. you've not seen it yet, shut this off. Okay, don't don't wreck it for yourself. Enjoy having it revealed to you the way that it's supposed to be in the film. Okay. Yes. So, we're good with that? And, well, just just to point, I know Steve mentioned this before, 
We are going to start putting stuff in the lexicon, but we will be putting that spo- you know that same spoiler warning banner that we put over the top of the cursed yep. child stuff. We have a new one mm-hmm. with a uh, yep. it's already for on. this. It's yeah, already so on, yeah. Mm-hmm. articles that ha- that talk about stuff in the thing, we will be putting the spoiler warning. Mm-hmm. Pay mm-hmm. notice to it. Don't go see the film, right. then read all please, of our articles. Please see the film before. Don't. It's and, and maybe some people don't care. I love the fact that I had no idea what was going to happen at the end. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, or, or in the middle, or most of everything Every, from the beginning, much, yeah. <laughs> from the first second, yeah. I didn't know what was going on. Right. It was great. It so, was, are we are we in spoiler territory? We are in spoiler. Okay. The spoiler well, warning gone. Farewell. We've, we we love you. Come back and listen to the rest of it when you get a chance. Yeah. How many minutes are we in so we can put it in the show? Though? We're at twenty minutes. Twenty minutes. Okay. That's a good minutes. time. All right then. Which spoiler thing do we want to talk about today? <laughs> let's 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 start at the beginning. Okay. Okay. The, the, if you want, I felt like if you watch the trailers, you kind of had a sense of the, of the kind of the core story, or at least the, let, let me call it, not the core story, the surface story. The surface story. Newt comes into town. He's got a case. Creatures get away. Oh, and the first time Kowalski comes walking up and he has a brown case. I mean, that was like, you know, okay, they're going to swap cases at some point. Right. I mean, we just knew that would happen. So just how many times would they swap cases is the question. Yeah. Yeah, the, the the last one caught me by surprise. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, that was not a big surprise. That whole deal, okay, no. fine. They they and then Newt has to try to try to you know figure out how to catch the creatures. We knew that uh, um, Tina was somehow out of favor. She wasn't an Auror anymore. That had been released ahead of time. The exact details of why. That whole business of, of the New Salemers, that was creepy. It really was. That was really creepy. It reminded me of, like, Carrie. Have you seen Carrie? I have not. Oh, okay. The the, the ultra-religious mother who, you know, abuses yeah. the, the girl just... and the girl's magical powers eventually just burst out of her. It reminded me of that. Okay? Yeah. Um, and, okay, and we are talking spoilers here. Were you, were, what were you thinking of that before all the revelations came where we figure out who was who and everything? But what were you thinking of that situation? Of the New Salemer situation? Yeah. So we knew from the history of magic in North America and the, the stuff about the Makusa article on, on Pottermore. We knew from those two pieces of writing that there were the, the, the what they call scourers, 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 mm-hmm. scourers, mm-hmm. um, you know, people out there essentially hunting wizards, mm-hmm. right? You know, there's this anti-magic yeah, they started, undercurrent. They started in the early 1600s as a sort of ad hoc um, rangers, justice, you know, yeah. they were, the good guys. They were supposed right. to keep things under control. Over the course of that century, they became more and more corrupt and... No, there was no control over them, and so therefore they kind of turned bad. That was, right, that's the idea. So I, I mean, I kind of, so I expected, I didn't expect it to be so far as the whole New Salem thing. That, I mean, I had heard the phrase New Salem from something, mm-hmm. but it was, yeah. I mean, that 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 woman was creepy. I, I fully expected her to come to a sticky end at some point. I wasn't. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I, it, it, but 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 then. Did you? I mean, the little girl was creepy too. The little girl was creepy. She was, but she also, every time I saw the little girl, I, you know, the the red herring was going in my head. Yeah, yeah. 
Yeah, yeah, uh, and, um, and and the fact that it was that the that the obscurus that he had in his case was from a little girl in Sedan. So little girl, right? They never lived to be more than ten. Right. So lots of things that were, you know, in retrospect, but also at the time, I'm going okay, I'm not, okay. They're trying to make me think it's her. Right. Could be, but let's see. Red herring, red herring. Right. Yeah. But then but then think about this. So, yeah. The deeper story. Mm-hmm. Grenoble disappears at the beginning of the, of the film. Right. Makes it to America. Mm-hmm. And what is his purpose there? What is he trying to find? Because I thought about that later. He's, he, why did he take on that persona? Why did he take on that whether it was that persona or whether he killed the original Graves and took over, I don't know. But um, was it what, what was he trying to get from Credence and from what what was attracting him? What was he trying to? I kind of got the idea that it was the Obscurus itself that right. he wanted because like, of its power. I think so. Can we talk a minute about Obscurus because yeah. this is yeah. Have we we haven't seen Obscurus before? Right? No, no. Uh-uh. This is a new concept. Although to us. It's the name of the publisher of the of the Fantastic Beasts and Where to Find Them is Obscurus Books. Yeah. So, um, so this this idea of the Obscurus is mm-hmm. a interesting concept. We were talking we were talking about it on <laughs> right after the movie. We were trying yeah. to say, where do we put Obscurus? Is Obscurus a creature? Is it a magical effect? Is it a, you know, right. in my is opinion, it? is it's not a creature. Because that that it is the it is a magical effect which bursts out of a very very repressed magical person. So so this is an interesting thing. It's almost like so the the implication here is that if you are repressing your magic, if you're that if you don't use your magic, it will overtake you. I think I think it in generally. Generally speaking, number one, you you can't because it's who you are. But this is extreme case, very ultra extreme case that creates an obscurus. The girl in Sudan was imprisoned, okay, and punished for and for punished. Money. Right, uh, Credence was was basically beaten. Beaten. So I mean, it's not just if you kind of fight against it, you're going to suddenly have this horrible thing happen. This is this is very unusual effect, I think. And a very, um, it requires that very, very harsh repression in order for that to be generated. I think that's the idea. Um, that's scary stuff. It is. Well, that's so, like, like if you've seen Carrie, that's exactly the thing. I mean, she's the reason she explodes at the end and, and does all the murders and everything like this is because she's been repressing that from because of her mother's fanatic i mean so religion. so we try to think about you know what we know of like you know children magical children and, and accidental magic and all that mm-hmm. other stuff you know mm-hmm. the the, the you ariana know, the, dumbledore who once she was damaged that magic would burst out yeah. that's why they tried to keep her secluded oh, oh my, gosh. my god <laughs> So Ariana Dumbledore was an obscurus. Had an obscurus. I bet. Maybe yeah, and Grindelwald. And that's why Grindelwald knew about it, and he recognized that this was a powerful 
force, something he could channel, he could control, and he went trying to find, because, okay, <laughs> holy crap, <Yeah. laughs> that makes sense. Oh my goodness. That oh. would be what happened to Ariana, and he saw it for with his own eyes, because that was the, remember, because Ariana killed her mother. Right. And the question would be, what did she do? What happened? But if that obscurus burst out of burst out of her, and in her case, it would not have been repressed by others so much as her mental damage from the attack from the Muggles, and maybe some parental desperate trying to suppress, you know, those things. So, the act of trying to repress your magic, maybe even the act of trying to deny it yeah yeah because again it has to be now the, now the interesting thing about credence though is he wanted magic but that's he wanted it desperately and he was punished for it horribly so it's that 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 that's what created it, is this horrible dichotomy you see hmm. what i mean right i mean is that that to me is part of the that that horrible wrenchingness of those two opposing concepts is kind of where that would have come from, I feel like. Oh man, okay. man, we were just going to touch at Obscurus, but now I think that's the, the Obscurus is the whole point of this arc. Right. <sighs> so that because in that, that right away, I mean, we can we we can keep talking about this film and the the whys and the wherefores, but now I have a, a, a sense again of why maybe Grinnevold was interested. Right. And so now we have four more films. This is gonna this is gonna get interesting. It is. Because we know Dumbledore's coming in next time around. Right. We've heard that it's gonna take place in Paris or Paris part of for it. The at next least. One, yes. Um Okay, well let's talk about this. This is kind of where we were going on our way home from the film. Okay. Talking about how because at the end you've got Queenie or you've got uh, Jacob, who started his bakery, but has but has been, but wiped. he still has that. Yeah, he's had his memory wipe, but he still has the Mertlap bite wound on his neck. And Queenie comes into the bakery and smiles at him, and he reaches up and touches his neck, and so something, some spark of of memory is there. I got the idea that that Jacob sees things from sees flashes of of what happened in his dreams you oh know? yeah because of the, the little pastries you know so they're showing all these pastries and they have the person asking where do you get these and i've got no idea they just come to me so he's got little flashes of, mm-hmm. of mm-hmm. memories maybe just images maybe just things and maybe more right but maybe he thought he dreamt it or right. something and, like that and, you know, and that's why like, seeing like, her was like, wait. Well, and, the, and, and the last, the last memory he was having would have been the kiss. Right. That's pretty powerful stuff. Yeah. Plus, you mentioned I real I forgot about this. The that what did what did Newt put on that wound? And he said that it react different. Because you had brought that up in the car. Actually, it was Mitzi who brought that up. Okay, Mitzi brought that up in the car. Yeah. <laughs> One of you guys brought that up. Uh, he put on—I don't know what it, what it was. He 
But no, he said that. He, well, he was about to extract the venom mm-hmm. that he would later use to cast the mass uh, oblivion memory gem, right? Right. Um, but that's not what he put on him. No, he put something. No, else. something else. He said that the Mertlap as the Mertlap bite reacted differently yeah. than. Yeah, starting with flames out of the anus, so that's interesting. Right. Um, <laughs> but thank God they didn't show that, I guess. Um, okay, so we're left with, with Queenie possibly connecting up with Jacob again. We've got Newt boarding the ship to head back to London and talking with Tina, and clearly there's something going on there. But Newt's leaving. Right. So what to is To go it? back to the Ministry right. of Magic. So... So we're we're left with, I mean, we can just make guesses basically, but we assume that the four of them are going to be involved in the next. In we the assume next. we assume at least Tina is going to be. I kind of get the impression that it's going to be all four of them. I, I and it's and it's I, an I, interesting, it's an interesting. You know, we 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 mentioned before one of the you know, of course, obviously the strength of the original story, and the strength of even the side stories we get, in a way in a way. All of Rowling's writings about friendship, right? She mm-hmm. writes these True. these these groupings, these mm-hmm. friend fairs. You know the the the, the golden trio. Mm-hmm. You know the Marauders. Mm-hmm. You mm-hmm. know um, yeah. Albus and 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 uh, Scorpius. And... Yeah. Oh oh yeah, Albus and I was in, I was I was going back to the, going late to the other 1890s, Albus. Yeah. 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 Um, but you know he's got all these little you know she right. she writes all these little relationships and what's interesting about this one is she writes this this group of four and decides to distinctly decides to have one of them be a muggle mm-hmm. um, or right. a nomad. But, but see, part of it is okay. That's a that is that's that's a trick she used in in Harry Potter and the Philosopher's Stone and all the way through is she let us watch. She let us be introduced to the wizarding world through the eyes of somebody who was being introduced to the wizarding world, being Harry, in right. the books. So they had the same thing. Now we we are right. We, she wanted our to show surprise us surprise and wonder. Is is Jacob's surprise and wonder? Jacob know? is our is our is, is our, our viewpoint. Our viewpoint, right? Right. That makes sense mm-hmm. because that's uh, you know that was one of the things that because because she's distinctly going with adults in this one. Right. And mm-hmm. so people who've been some childlike adults, but adults, yeah. But yeah, so she's. I mean, she's distinctly going with people, you know, post post Hogwarts mm-hmm. or post Overmorning. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I do love that they had their little uh, their little uh, battle on uh-huh. which school is better. Uh-huh. That should have Hogwash. <laughs> that should have gone. That should have gone further. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh, it does in the deleted scene. Yeah, yeah. We, I need to see those deleted yeah. scenes. Um, so, okay, so we, who is again? I'm not. I, I'm. I'm. I thought this was Mitzi brought this up. Maybe you did the idea that maybe Paris, because Paris is where you would go to learn to improve your baking skills. So possibly Jacob is heading for Paris. Well, my thing is, it may. I mean. That might be what he's do, what he would be doing there, mm-hmm. but my initial reaction is that you know, if the implication is Queenie wants to wants to wants a relationship with Jake. That's right, and it's very clearly illegal, right in America. Right. So my assumption is they're just she just was deciding to leave. 
so that they can be together. Right. And so she convinces him and say, hey, let's mm-hmm. let's let's go somewhere else. Hey, you like to bake. Let's go mm-hmm. to Paris. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And so then because I'd like the four of them to be together. Because I would. Partly because in this film, they never got to really gel as a team very much because they were separated a lot. Right. It wasn't until halfway through when Tina and Newt were sentenced to death. That really, that started like, okay, let's... And what the heck was with that death potion? Oh my gosh, that was terrible. I think that was a little bit of J.K. Rowling pointing a finger at the U.S. for having a death penalty and saying, you know, people? Wow. So, yeah, that was was creepy. Yeah. What what the heck was that thing doing? And it was like, it was like eating the chair. It it was weird because at first it looked like it was a giant... uh, Pensive. Pensive. Yeah, I think it kind of was. Killed by Pensieve? They yeah. sentenced you to death by your memories? What? I think they sentenced you to death, but that I think that the because I I don't know why, but I think the idea is that you willingly go to that death because you have you're tied in. Oh, I can go to my my mom who's long gone or stuff like this. You know, I mean it's it's cruel and creepy and and disturbing. Yeah, it's like, you know why. Just a vada cadaver them get done with. It's just like horrible. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I guess I'm I, glad I, it took a little while because then they could escape it. But right, yeah. that was that was that was something. that was that was a very weird scene. Oh, but it's, isn't it interesting that the the swooping evil was so weird to me because when I saw it in in, in the previews and so swooping evil i thought it was some horrible horrible thing and you know it was but then there was that scene where it looked like it flew around and he caught it which was in the death chamber Mm -hmm. and i couldn't make sense of the images right because who could have guessed that um he just kind of holds this thing in his turns out yeah it's it's like a yo-yo yeah it's like a little yo-yo only it's you know murderous well not murderous but it's certainly i mean it knocked some some was it was it wasn't it like attacking one it was like an eat its brain or something didn't he it, say don't eat its brain or something to, to that one fallen aura or was that it or something because it was like laying yeah, right yeah, in his no, face he, his little tongue was going yeah, in his no, eye leave his and, leave his brain yeah like, something like that yeah leave, <laughs> was like oh, okay oh because not leaving his brain was an option yeah <laughs> really it's, so it's you creepy. carry this in your sleeve <laughs> but okay so the big the big panther thing that roars and it's not gets big i know total change of subject yeah that's a nundu Nundu. That is like the most dangerous creature in the world. Its breath can wipe out entire villages. It takes literally 50 or 60 wizards to be able to subdue one of these things. Mm -hmm. What is it doing in that case? How does... How how does... I mean, there's nothing to keep it... I mean, that's... I realize that some of these creatures are not safe or whatever you want to call it, but that one is like the ultimate terrifying one. I didn't see any lethifolds either, which are right up there as well. Yeah. So, how are we doing on time, by the way? We are at 39 minutes. Oh, we can, we can keep talking. Man. Yeah. The reason I'm saying that is because it's uh, getting late, and i got to make sure that uh, that we get this taken care of. Um, so, okay, so if we've got five films, are we thinking that the last film ends in 1945 with the duel of Grindelwald and, and Dumbledore? I think... I mean, we've we've said this before. If it doesn't end there, 
or doesn't include there. Maybe it goes past that point. It could be. But if it doesn't, if, if this is not leading us to Dumbledore v. Grindelwald mm-hmm. in 1945, then it seems like it's a terrible, like, yeah. misstep. Right. I mean, you know, it's how like, could you not? How could, if, if you're going to go through this trouble of, mm-hmm. I mean, you, you mentioned, you know, we have the surface story of what, mm-hmm. what's going on, and then mm-hmm. they're, Clearly, the much deeper story is Grindelwald is out there amassing mm-hmm. power. Mm-hmm. He's already incredibly powerful. He, everybody's already afraid of him. Right. But he is he is amassing power, and he is set to, you know, and he wants, apparently he wants the Obscurus. Right. Um, but. I think he wants, he wants. Whichever person it is that, because he doesn't know who it is, whichever person it is he wants to control that person, knowing that if he can control that person, he can control their their essentially their very strong power. Right. Yeah. Which so, we saw demonstrated amply of how powerful that is. That was. That was pretty impressive. That was impressive. Yeah. It's also impressive when they fixed it all afterwards. Yeah, that was impressive too. I, impressive I, to the point of okay, seriously. Yeah. I mean, technically, we did see a scene much like that in Half Blood Prince. It was one room, one not skyscrapers. And, yeah, right. You know, I mean, this is this is it was a whole bunch of them. They were working together, but yeah. but then there was that point earlier in the film where Newt, where, where Newt, Newt repaired basically. half a half right. a apartment complex. Right. Yeah, you know, and yeah, that that I think if I was gonna if I was gonna kind of kind of go wait a second that would be the one thing that i think got a little bit overblown mm-hmm. i don't see that as being quite that. i mean that's power that's i mean we're talking i mean seriously we're talking like an entire skyscrapers worth of windows getting fixed in one go that seems to me that that would be that's a pretty extensive spell but i guess it was a lot of them yeah, and, and and since that spell originated from somebody from from a complete destruction of the Colosseum in Rome, which was then in the course of just uh, twenty minutes repaired entirely, that was where the spell came from in the first place. So, I guess it's not any different than that. I guess not. You know. So, okay. Um, so thinking, first one is in nineteen twenty six, right? And. He's going to publish the book in 1927. 1927. Voldemort's born in 1929, right? Right. Okay. I'm looking it up, actually, because there's that part of me that can't quite remember. So, all right. So, so Voldemort's born in 1929. Because you're thinking Voldemort's going to be in there? I don't know. I mean, what what could you do? This is a... I'm, I'm really starting to think interesting here. Because, you know, people kept commenting about you know, casting, right? And, they, mm-hmm. and one of the things they kept commenting was that, you know, I hear all these people who said, unfortunately, they can't t- just use Michael Gammon. It's like, unfortunately, really? Uh, but, yeah. Um, but. Oh, he was born in 1926. So he was born in the same year right. as, a, as what we just saw. Right. So he would have reached 11 in. Uh, 1937. Okay. He, because he's born right before midnight on the 31st, essentially 1927, he was 
he was he turned one just as 1928 started. It's kind of hard when you're when you're figuring out Voldemort's timeline. The the year he was born can throw you because he is he is zero for the entire year of 1920 of 1927. He doesn't turn one until the very end of 1927. So he's basically zero for the entire year. He's one for the entire year of 1928. So he's going to be essentially the oldest kid at yeah. At well, Hogwarts. no, not necessarily. The oldest kid would be born. In, yeah. Anyway, the point being, so he's gonna. It, he when does he go to? I could look it up. It's right in here. 1940. Uh, 1938. So when he went. 1938. 1938. So he goes to Hogwarts from 1938 to 1945. Mm-hmm. So he leaves Hogwarts in the year that the, of the big duel, which we assume is going to be the end of the series of the series and of, of the films, and would have. I, I I'm guessing that Tom Riddle, aka Voldemort, is going to eventually show up in this and we are at the end of five movies going to have an idea of what set Tom Riddle off on his you know descent into darkness which happened right after the end of the movie Mm -hmm. and that could certainly happen before he leaves Hogwarts because we know he does the first he creates the first Horcrux before he leaves Hogwarts Mm -hmm. so uh, he releases the Basilisk in his fifth year right oh I suppose I could look that up too um, in his sixth year. Sixth year. Mm-hmm. So, um, so yeah, we can definitely start seeing things. Uh, so at some uh, point, I, I mean, I, it would be very, it would make logical sense to me that somehow there, there's so as of any of the events in the in the film we just saw, Riddle's not alive yet. Well, he's born at the end of this. Yeah, because all of this happens in 1926. However, concurrent to this, to the to the this events or shortly before, would have been the events would have been the uh, the the uh, ministry official going to visit the Gaunts. That would have been probably about a year before, yeah. Because mm-hmm. because. Because they take the they take them away, and then when they take them away, that's when when uh, Merope goes. Merope and goes and casts the spell or feeds the love potion. Yep, right. and so yeah, so basically that's happening about the same time, and so that means when Newt is wandering New York, Merope is wandering London. Interesting. So that's more or less happening at the same time, or yeah, in the in the fall, I would guess, in the autumn of. That of 1926. So the point being, I guess we've got this movie, 1926. Last movie, we'll say 1945. We don't know that for a fact, but let's just say that. So divide that up. Logically, I mean, the next movie might actually be a year after, two years after, because if you're thinking that each film, if you're gonna, if you're gonna more or less evenly space them between 1926 and 1945, I think they set up. For a year, the fact when when he offers to bring the copy of the book to her personally, mm-hmm. that sets up a logical meetup time. Right. Yeah. Okay. So, and we know that he publishes the book in the first edition in nineteen twenty-seven. And even though they, okay, for Jacob Kowalski to have had time to get his loan, set up his bakery, 
we're, we're talking a month or two at least, a right. couple of months. Did Newt stay in in New York that whole time? It doesn't. I mean, we did. We saw. We saw. I think I'd have to look again. I have to look at the screenplay, but I think we saw the bakery open, and then we saw him leave because. Well, he had to go get that belly wag. Yeah, okay, we still got a missing billowing. Yeah, we do. So that may be that may be a connection as well. So, but I guess I'm trying to put my head around how long did Newt stay in New York after the end of the film's part of the story? I got I the would, impression it wasn't that long. No, I didn't I think got so the, either. But because I also got the impression that Pickery, you know, was like, "We owe you a debt. Uh-huh. Get the hell out. Get the hell out of town." Right? <laughs> yeah. So, but, but okay, so let's assume that. Then Kowalski's because bakery... Because she says get that case out of mm-hmm. New York. So thinking Kowalski's bakery would have been a couple of months after Newt already left. Right. Even though I don't think that was the order at the end. I think it was, we see the bakery, then we see Newt leaving, and then no, Tina at the very see... end. Because we go back to the bakery. We go back to the bakery? I think so, I, yeah. No, I think we only see the bakery once. Well, yeah, I guess we'll have to look at the screenplay and figure that one we'll out. We'll have to watch it again. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you're going to see it tomorrow, right? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Barbara's going to, we're going to watch it with Barbara tomorrow night. Oh. In 3D, so I'm a little jealous. Some of those creatures should be interesting in 3D. Yeah, yeah the Akami for one. Akami's <laughs> <laughs> interesting. It is. It, and I'm trying to remember what I knew about the Akami. I don't think I knew much about it. I knew it had silver eggs. Yeah. That's basically what I remember. So, and that brings up the whole thing of how much uh, canon we have to get added into the lexicon. So, so the eggshells are actually silver. Actually silver, yeah. I, I wanted to see that scene of him trying to take these eggshells to a pawn shop. Yeah. <laughs> Here's my collateral. It's like broken eggshells made out of broken solid silver. Sil- solid Where did silver? you get these? Just never mind. Just, <laughs> Just never yeah. mind. I'd like to know what happened to all that jewelry all over the road, too. You know, there's jewelry everywhere by the time the Niffler's done. I mean, there's stuff every place hanging off of people. So somebody had to clean all that up and not steal it. It went that way. Off. Yeah. <laughs> sure. Standing there with jewelry all over. Sure he did. So, That's what I'm thinking. Of love those little creatures. I mean, yeah. I, the bow truckle's cute. I've got mine here. Um, the the um, Niffler, definite plus. Demi guys is cute. I wouldn't call it the same. Oh, did you see the deer calls, which are the the and the birds that disappear? Yes. Yeah, those are deer calls. Yeah, there's there was a couple things that I didn't recognize. Some big tentacle glowing thing that he was walking around with yeah. at, at one um, point. I don't know what that was. He said what that was. Oh, really? Okay. Well, hopefully it's in the. It's in the it's it was in the like it was a name that I'd heard before, and I'm and like, that's well, that. And then there's the the dung beetle guys. Which oh no I'm um, I'm mixing up the Mertlap yeah the Mertlap Mert has a bunch right. of tentacles too <laughs> yeah yeah that looks like it's basically looks like it's naked uh, yeah it's a weird thing okay so yeah I, I mean there were a couple creatures and then all these little butterfly things that went flying around mm-hmm. came off of the tree I don't think those were something that had been mentioned in the in Fantastic Beasts but. Okay, well, we're going to have the start going through the script, start adding things to the lexicon with spoiler tags on them, and man, what so what? Film. So let's, let's 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 maybe we should we should try to start wrapping this up, I guess. But mm. uh, um, we'll we'll talk more though. Oh know. yeah, 
well, once I've read the script, then I can get some of these things even more firm in my mind because right. I think some of it will, will become clearer. So, uh, but overall, what do you th- what do you think? Do you think it was it was a win? Oh yeah, absolutely. Especially for Harry Potter fans, I think if, if you. But okay, that's going to depend because some Harry Potter fans are fans of Dan Radcliffe and Emma Watson and Rupert Grant. You know, I mean, let's face yeah. it, and Snape or you know, Alan Rickman. And well, who so isn't for a fan them. Of if that's if that's your, your the way that you're a fan, you're gonna have to. I can't speak. I mean, I found I found the actors and the characters very engaging, and hopefully that that's something that will appeal as well. I mean, the young people characters, kind of uh, the the more young young adult age characters, were not particularly. I mean, it's just Credence basically was the only one I think. Yeah. I mean, there was the other like older sister, but. She was a non-entity, so I don't know if it's going to have that appeal. So if that's if that was the appeal of the Potter films for you, you might not be quite so enthusiastic. Mm-hmm. For me, I'm a fan of the Wizarding World. Really, that's that's what excites me. Not the, not the character. The characters are great, but that's not my focus. My focus is on this amazing Wizarding World and all the magic and everything. Well, I just got a tremendous huge new brand new shining treasure chest full of that stuff to to explore so i'm excited me too and and just you know when we first found out that the next film was taking place in paris Mm. that got me so excited because are all five movies going to take place in different places i mean that that is just i hope so and it is going to be called fantastic beasts and something we found that out we found that out so yeah and so there will be creatures involved, I would assume. When, Even, and the implication is that the implication is that they've set up this, these four as our as our group to follow the story. Yeah, I think so. Um, mm-hmm. So, so somehow they're going to all get together. Somehow they're going to be in Europe, um, and then after that, some other way that they all end up. I, I, I'm. If that is, in fact, the case, that it's going to be those four, I would assume that by the end of the second movie, they are now a a group, and a they're group, going to travel yeah. together, and they're going to... I mean, now, think of, thinking back to the novels, the, the original Harry Potter novels, will there be some emerging, clear mission that now these four are going to try to accomplish to defeat Grindelwald or whatever? You know, like Harry, it became clear over the course of the books that he had to, this mission that he had to solve and and how his, much will dumbledore be involved well at the end hopefully he'll but see maybe the idea would be that without whatever it is that newt and those people do he couldn't win you know in other words think about the horcruxes yeah harry had to accomplish this task in order for the the villain to be destroyed so you can see it might be the same thing, is that something these four people are going to do is going to make it possible for... Because remember, Grunwald has the Elder Wand. But does he yet? No, but, but I mean, assuming he will at that final... He will at the final battle. And if he has he... The, 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 the Elder will Wand... We, will we see the hunt for the Elder Wand? Maybe. The point being that technically, if you believe the, the lore of the Wand, Dumbledore can't beat him. 
So something has to happen to make Dumbledore able to defeat Grindelwald, and that may be something that is what these the, are, are not the trio, but the quartet is now going to be working on over the course of these five films. Maybe that will start to become clear. In order to defeat him, this is what we're going to need to have, and they're the ones that make that happen. Fascinating. Mm-hmm. Oh, I'm so, so excited. Oh, the speculation. The speculation begins. There aren't oh. any trailers for the next movie yet, are there? <laughs> Not yet. There should have been. There should have been something at the... There should, they should have done oh. a Marvel-style post-credit scene. Yeah, <laughs> you know what? Yeah, in case you're all sitting around like us watching the credits... There's, there, not, there, there's no post. There's no post credit scene. There's nothing. <laughs> there's no little tag at the end. But oh no, you must watch the whole thing all the way. No, just... Yeah, but I always do. Yeah. I always do. Yeah. No, there's no post credit scene. Okay. Not that there ever was in a Harry Potter book, but or Harry Potter, Harry Potter movie, but yeah, there's no. There's yeah, there no was. Chamber of Secrets. That's right. There was a mm-hmm. little Yeah. 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 That's right. Who am I? <laughs> the uh, book by. Yeah. Uh-huh. yeah. That was stupid, though. <laughs> okay. Okay. Um, I think we're going to call it quits for tonight. We should. I'm uh, getting tired. Let's, uh, why don't we do our, our normal wrapping thing? Because I did come up with something. You so. did? Oh, oh okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, I'm going to have to pull mine up then. because Our normal wrapping thing, what he's referring to, is we're trying to come up with, each of us comes to the podcast with something that we've noticed that's really cool in, um, in, in Harry Potter fandom or whatever, something that we found that we just think is really neat that we want to talk about. And um, so I'll go first. Um I discovered this, somebody sent me the links, actually, to a website where you can mix your own ambient sounds okay, and put them together. And there are mixes for each of the four common rooms. Interesting. So you can actually play the ambient sound of the Ravenclaw common room. And I think, I'm going to double check because I know I did on some... Get the common room. Where's the common room? Because I think I put the link. Here we go. So here's the Slytherin common room, the Gryffindor common room. I don't know if it's going to pick up on the mic if I play it. But this is. Uh, a... Well, I'll I'll po- put it in and post. Okay. This is the sound of the Slytherin common room. And it's got eight different ambient sounds together, and including one of, of water. And so when they all go together, then this is this is supposedly the sound of the Slytherin common room. So. And I guess I probably should unmute my volume. You hear a little bit of fire crackle there. A little bit of fire crackle. It's got... Now, this is just a fan who did this thing. Uh, well, it's a, it's a website called Ambient Mixer, and people okay. go on and they make mixes and they label them. They've got tons of them. They've got ones for Doctor Who, Game of Thrones, That's uh, interesting. holidays, um, nature, just all sorts of things. And so there are a bunch of Harry Potter ones. These are the ones I like are the common room ones, but there's A Storm on the Hogwarts Express, um, The Great Hall, uh, Night in Hogwarts Castle. So people have just put these different ambient sounds together to create these mixes. And I love it. I put this on in headphones if I'm working on the lexicon, mm-hmm. just because it's so relaxing and it's not... It takes you into it. It takes you into the world. Right. Well, plus, I, I can't play music that has words when mm-hmm. I'm trying to write because that's two different it Messes things. you up. Yeah. Right. And so just this... And, and even music that I would recognize makes me want to hum along. It kind of takes me out of my... 
thinking. And so just ambient sounds like this are really good. I love That's cool. We'll put, we'll put a link in the show notes. Okay. And so the actual, in case you want to do it, it's called ambient-mixer.com. Mm-hmm. Okay. And uh, they, when you go there, they'll, they have uh, a menu where you can find the Harry Potter sounds. But I have actually put the links to the individual um, uh, common room ambient mixes on the camp common room pages of the lexicons. If you down go to the, down in that from the web section, yeah. yeah. So if you go to the Gryffindor common room um, page, we can't, on we the can't lexicon, call. There's not canon that the, these no, no. Sounds. It's in the it's in the commentary yeah, down right, below. Yeah. So if you go to the uh, to the Gryffindor common room um, page, you will see down at the bottom in the in the. Um, that is pretty cool. I like yeah. I like the idea that you can just come up with sounds like that. Um, okay, sure. I am not telling you a lie because I think I did that. I was intending to. So there we go, Gryffindor Common Room. So let's see if you go down to the bottom. Okay, it's not there on that one. So <laughs> I know I know I put the Ravenclaw one because I'm a Ravenclaw, so that's the one I usually use. Me so. too. Okay, your turn. What you notice? All right, so so mine here, um, and and it came back to me as we were discussing this tonight because we were, you know, in a way we almost we came across it and we were talking about what is the essence of a Harry Potter story, mm-hmm. right? And you you know you made that we were when we were talking about how we were seeing everything from Jacob's perspective and that mm-hmm. was a trope that we had mm-hmm. in the thing mm-hmm. and how I was talking about one of the other trope you see is is friendship and you have these mm-hmm. core groups of friends mm-hmm. and you know and friends can overpower everything type right. thing. So I uh, you know when I'm working late on my uh, on my you know tickets of monotonous things that I was talking to you about earlier mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That, are, that I have to do for mm-hmm. work. You know, one of the things I like to do is I just, you know, I open up my Chromecast and I stick up a bunch of YouTube videos. Sure. Um, and one of the YouTube videos that I watched this past week was a um, actual, it was actually a negative review of Cursed Shop. Oh, okay. uh, And um, yeah, you got to watch the bad ones too. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and um but he said something in it, and I'll, I'll find it and put and put it in there in case everybody okay. wants to rage against the machine as well. Mm-hmm. But uh, um, there was a when he got to the end, and he was saying what his, the crux of why this wasn't a Harry Potter story to him mm-hmm. was because all of the Harry Potter stories are mysteries disguised as fantasy novels. Okay, right. And he said that the problem was with Cursed Child was that it was a time travel story, a sci-fi s- story disguised as a Harry Potter story. Oh. And it was kind of an, in- and that, and he says, this is the thing. He said, what makes Harry Potter great isn't the fantasy, isn't the magic. If you take all the magic away, what are you left with? And look through each of the, of the, of the seven books. Mm-hmm. If you take all the magic away. Mm-hmm. Which is hard to think about right, doing, right? Sure. But if you take it away, what you're left with is, you know, a, a caper in the first one. Mm-hmm. Somebody's trying to steal something, mm-hmm. and you have to figure yeah. you know, stop it. Mm-hmm. You know, you have uh, essentially a murder mystery in the second one, mm-hmm. of a you know a who done it yeah. type thing. Mm-hmm. You know, the 
The third one, you're trying to solve a story from the past. You're trying to figure out who did this murder from, you know, it's a, right. from a long time ago. Mm-hmm. You know, it, every single one of them is essentially a mystery right. story. And it makes, you know, and you always think about it, it makes perfect sense that what did she do when she was done writing Harry Potter? Mystery stories. She yeah. went on as Galbraith, right? Sure. Or, or mm-hmm. whatever it was. Right. And, yeah, yeah. And started writing these, these mysteries. Sure. And, you know... That's what she writes. Yeah. And so I was thinking about it as we were talking about the tropes of, of you know, of this and how this felt so much like a, mm-hmm. like a Harry Potter story, even though mm-hmm. there was no Harry Potter. Right. Um, it's because a lot of the stuff, the tropes that we see in Harry Potter was here. And so yeah. in essence, we did see a mystery, mm-hmm. you know, there yeah. was a mystery. I, I think it was a little more understated than the ones in the books, which are just outright you know right going on you know but they were trying to solve what's causing all this commotion right. in, in and new I york think that, i think that the mystery aspect may get stronger once as we, a, yeah because this one was this was really, an introduction yeah and and intentionally heavily creature driven yeah yeah so i think that this was a uh so uh you know as we were talking about it that's when this 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 mm-hmm. negative, you know, I wasn't mm-hmm. you, earlier. You say, "Hey, did you come up with something?" And you're like, mm-hmm. oh, I, I, I could think of something, but, mm-hmm. but as we were talking in this conversation, sure. that that video came back to me, and yeah. it was mostly negative. You know, he he talked about a lot of stuff he didn't like. I disagreed mm-hmm. with him on a lot of things. Sure, um, you know, then again, I happen to like like a uh, cursed child. Uh-huh. So, um, but the but the one thing you know. And I always knew it was a mystery. I mean, right. I, I, we've talked about the sure, mysteries yeah, before, too. Yeah. I mean, that's what Harry does. He solves mm-hmm, mysteries. Mm-hmm. I think they, you know. <laughs> not a, well. But. Not, not well. No, no. He always, Because he always jumps to the wrong conclusion. Yes, and he doesn't yeah. dare to talk to the people who should be able to answer his questions. But yeah. Right. But but that, but that it is what he's trying to do. That's right. And he's just not particularly good at it. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um, so, yeah, I thought, I you know that's my little thing um yeah that's very good yeah put that in there i'd like to watch that review too i have not watched a lot of reviews of cursed child i think partly because i i didn't need to have read hear somebody else say they didn't like it because i can see where people wouldn't right i didn't necessarily come up with that nice clear picture maybe of why it seemed so alien but um i love that idea that it's a sci-fi story Disguised. It's a Harry Potter story because I think that does really hit it on the head of what makes it so kind of jarringly different. Mm-hmm. Because it's it did have a group, you know, the two boys were the team who was trying to solve things. But then the way they were trying to solve things didn't seem like a Harry Potter way of solving things. And more importantly, they were trying to solve something that it didn't make sense that they needed to solve it. Right. But then again, yeah. they're kids. They're not going to do things. And it, was, it was designed to be a theatrical experience. Right, and they came up with a story that would allow them to do so. Yeah. So no, and and I'm sure that uh, you know you know when when that oh that was the news <laughs> that when they they officially announced that we're going to get the play in 2018. Oh. That <laughs> yeah, was the news. We're looping back to the beginning of the podcast. <laughs> yeah. What's the new Harry Potter news? It's like I knew That's there was right. something. Yeah, there was some Potter York. news. It's coming here to somewhere. Broadway. Yeah. So coming to Broadway. I was shot at seeing it. Yes. Yeah. That, there's that? the news. Two years. Okay. We have to wait two years. Yeah. Well, but. I don't know. We'll get it the same year that we'll get Fantastic, Fantastic Beast Two. Fantastic Beast Two. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, we better wrap this thing up because it's should. midnight um, and it's uh, 
real briefly though let's talk about what we got coming up on the on the podcast um barbara has told me that there are two boxes waiting for me at home boxes of uh magical creatures what (laughs) i don't know we'll have to see they're (laughs) mystery boxes from loot crate oh loot crate oh loot crate yes we have we have the loot crate wizarding world boxes both the ravenclaw and the hufflepuff boxes waiting for us at home all right so we're going to do a video podcast of you opening these things we'll do a video podcast opening these things and for those of you listening keep Remember, you can go right now to lootcrate.com slash hplexicon and use mm-hmm. the or promo code hplexicon. The second crate of the Wizarding World crate is available now. Yes, and if you and do buy that with our that uh, code, you support the lexicon with your purchase, which is really great. We appreciate that very much. Yeah, um, and, and you get $3 off. Yeah, and uh, other options, uh, go to the Harry Potter, excuse me, the lexicon menu, which is up left-hand corner. Off side of the screen where it says the Harry Potter lexicon. If you click on that little triangle, you'll see the support page. And there are several options. There are ways to support the lexicon, Loot Crate being one of them. Another one is there's a link there for Amazon. So if you just use that link as your jumping off point for any time you shop on Amazon, um, that helps support like the Like to buy the screenplay? Like to buy the screenplay, that's right. That's right, yeah. And, um, <laughs> Uh, and also, um, there's a, we have a Patreon page. Appreciate so much the people who have already... Um, donated uh um, supported the show through the patreon page we really really do appreciate that we're trying very very hard not to have to put advertising on the lexicon uh that's our goal hopefully we'll be able to do that so so yeah keep keep, stay tuned and probably won't be too long before we do that uh because as soon as i get home and i see that box i'm gonna yeah yeah Yeah. i don't know maybe we'll maybe we'll try to do it tomorrow night we'll see yeah so we'll have a we'll have a podcast where we'll open that loot crate see what's in it um Sounds like fun. And uh, I'm going to I'm going back to the Wizarding World in Hollywood again this this coming week. Yeah, so. see, Nick lives in you know I live in Texas. He lives in California. So yep. we just we see each other in passing once in a while. All right. So. So. so that's how come he gets to do all this stuff and I don't. So he's going to be flying back tomorrow, and uh, whether we do it tomorrow night or Monday. It's going to be tomorrow or Monday because Tuesday we're driving down to L.A. So. Yeah. Oh man, what a rough life. Okay. <laughs> Okay. So Okay. Well, great. Okay. Uh, well, I guess that about wraps it up. This is Steve Vanderark, uh for the editor of the Harry Potter Lexicon, and thanks for listening. Mm-hmm.